You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 287, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me today are our illustrious panel of experts. We have Brendan Fry. Hello there. And Jordan Biorti. Hello. How is everybody doing this wet Thursday when we record? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little bummed. Yeah. I wanted to go, to go grab some furniture. Oh. I mean, you still could. Just nothing stopping other than getting wet. Well, that, uh, I don't want to get wet furniture. Where are you getting furniture? This uh, I went to some at my grandparents' house. Where are you now? I'm at my like my house. No. Oh. Oh. oh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> well, that that was a fascinating discussion about furniture. So shall we get started? Lots. Oh all right, so uh, it's kind of been a dry week in terms of game releases. So. Um, there was, there was uh, Far Cry. Yeah, there was Far Cry. Far Cry came out. Um, we had actually it's pretty good in in terms of people who are very interested in the JRPG set. Um, Alliance Alive came out this week. Uh, fans of the Atelier series, uh, Atelier Liddy Sewell, the Is Alchemist. Atelier. 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 Sorry, Atelier. 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 Atelier Liddy and Sewell, the Alchemist and the Mysterious Paintings. Um, and then we also had the Shining Resonance refrain come out this week. And, of course, we had the big ticket item we have was Far Cry 5. Yes. Um, meeting meeting some very interesting mixed reviews. Yeah, I think we uh, are cool watched and liked mm-hmm. it, but there has been some less than stellar reviews as well. Some people view the politics of it a bit, a bit uh, questionable, and some people find it just a retread in the same basic formula. But, you know, Cole really liked it. Yeah, that's the one thing I've heard a lot about is that no one no – one, thus far who i trust anyway has said that like it's an outright bad game but it's just like this is kind of the formula that ubisoft is the most comfortable with and and it shows like it doesn't make it a bad game and it's definitely fun to play but if you're you're not really like if you're getting tired of that just like big open world sandbox with a you know a million little side things to do to distract you from the main quest which only runs maybe like six hours long then like then it's the game for you, but you you see it all the time. Like Assassin's Creed is like that, and like that's really their two big open world sandbox games. <laughs> that's really all they got, and they're they coming right now. They have um, uh, Rainbow Six. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six kind of went in that direction too. Like with uh, what was it? The last one that I forget its name wasn't it just Rainbow Six? Rainbow Six Siege. That was the latest oh, was one. It, was it? Was it Siege? No. Was, oh, wait, oh, which one? No. Which? What am I thinking? What's the new one? That was the big open world thing. Was that Siege? No. Um, that was. Um, oh, what was that? Rainbow Six oh. Wildlands. Wildlands. Is it? Is it actually? Come on! I just. I no way! I just made that up. The, no, no you're guessing this, Brendan. I think you're guessing. No, it's Wildlands. I believe it is Wildlands. No, okay, man, we just, gotta look this up. One hundred. Oh no, he's a hundred percent. No, that's Ghost Recon. That's uh, what we're thinking. Of. They're what, so interchangeable. They're all part of the same <laughs> Oh God. Well, that's what I mean. But it's. I feel like it's. Uh, it's. It. It's part of um, Ubisoft kind of leaning into that games as service thing that makes their a lot more of their games more like. Uh, 
Yeah. The last big one was Ape, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was the last yeah, big that one. That was that was that one was actually more focused. We were thinking mm-hmm. Ghost. It wasn't really open field. That, yeah. that was very uh, like mission oriented, very uh, map based rather than open world for Siege. Wildlands though, that thing's huge. Yeah. And that thing is a weird game. Too. Like they're really playing their hand deep into this whole like big open world uh, with lots of side quests, games as service model. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, you know, it, it might uh, them, right? it doesn't make things too stale, but that, that's just what comes with formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, in this, in terms of this one, um, it, again, it's it's got its it's fun writing storylines no yeah exactly that i mean there was a there was a few complaints about the portrayal of the um the portrayal of mi- the middle american in this particular one yeah and uh minnesota in yeah and uh i don't know i don't even know what to say with that yeah whatever yeah people get sure. i mean every 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 joke has a kernel of truth in it yeah. Not always true, but okay. That's not true. <laughs> well, a kernel of truth, not 90% truth. Mm, anyways. Well, it's anyway. Come from somewhere. But yeah, so that that met that that came out and it was that was that was our week for games. All right. So next up, we've got some interesting news. Uh No Man's Sky, uh the Xbox One re- is getting an Xbox One release and some new gameplay updating. So well, another, yeah, they, they haven't said anything about it yet. Um, so far, uh, aside from like a tweet, yeah. the Xbox One, even like there's no official release date. It's just sort of coming later this year. Mm-hmm. But they did show like just a sort of a title trailer, kind of the same way they did with like Metroid Prime 4, just the name itself, yeah. which is called Next. I think, it, um, I think it's neat because I'm happy to see them supporting this, but also interesting because the original game was published on PlayStation. It was published by PlayStation, and this the Xbox release is being published by Five Hundred Five. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah, it is weird because, like, was it because uh, it was it was published um, even because because it came out on PlayStation, but even uh, it went to Steam like the Steam same day, and it was still Sony. No, that was self published on PS uh, PC. Ah. Uh. It's a weird situation with that entire game. Oh yeah, it seems like they're kind of handing it out, um, th- like wherever they can, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, considering how it was released, yeah. this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. No question. That's basically it. I mean, I, I again, it's really good that it's getting its support um, because, like, it was. And you've you've gone into a lot on on this before, uh, Jordan. But it's 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 uh, one of those games that had so much potential, and to see that it's getting its continuous continual support means that it may at some point actually reach the potential that it intended to uh, to reach. Right? Well, I mean, I def- like uh, you know, again, I never really thought that. No Man's Sky would ever be capable of doing anything it said it would be doing. Like, I like when I when I kind of uh, was it like a year or so ago um, when I wrote that like little opinion piece about uh, No Man's Sky after the uh, Atlas Rises update. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Quinn was like sending me trailers for this, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the best game ever, most anticipated game of all time." 
And I like literally said to him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, there's no way. Like, computers can't do what this game wants to do. Like, technology just isn't there yet. Yeah. So, like, the fact that it released in the state it did, um, I was like, I wasn't shocked. I was like, yeah, okay. And even now, like, the fact that it has a like a lot more content and a lot more direction, like, it's never gonna be the game that not only. Uh, Hello Games, like, said it was going to be, but it was, it was never going to be the game that any gamer thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so any any kind of, like, update and, like, additions to this game is is really just just more, like, icing on a pretty decent cake yeah. right yeah. now. So like, my question, do you think this is going to be one of the... Uh, since it's being released on Xbox, do you think this is going to be part of a... Uh, the the games for gold pack no the games for gold package like the free oh, the uh, free trial kind of thing so. I, I think that would make the most business sense for this I mean I, uh, I, I don't know I think five hundred five was actually publishing the physical version mm-hmm. so that means there's enough money behind it to do something with it but I mean in terms of like bringing open an oh, bringing mean, an audience oh you mean for the um, like rental service thing. yeah for the rental service I mean it would it would be a good it would be a good game pass it's called, the I game pass, game pass yeah. yeah oh yeah um, oh, you know, maybe, um, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think they would do it right away. I mean, I, I'm sure, um, that would probably be a good thing to do, but then wouldn't that like more or less, um, that wouldn't really help out hello or, um, 505, right? Cause if you subscribe to game pass, doesn't that money just go to, Microsoft? Oh, but it's, it's only a two week rental. No, no, Max, no, right? what, no, you can actually subscribe. It's like a Netflix for games. Yeah. But they split the money up between everyone that's on the pass and based oh, okay. on what you do. So if everyone's on the game pass is playing, um, uh, let's say they all play uh, No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky would get a bigger cut of whatever it is. So it's all based on okay. people usage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I think if, if that's the case, then yeah, like it would be smart and it probably would be um, – a, a lot better because No Man's Sky courted so much controversy yeah. and people, I don't think the wound of No Man's Sky is, has healed. Uh, so honest, anyone who, yeah, but yeah, continue. Sorry. Uh, I, anyone who like knows about it, but never got it might look at it like, yeah. And say, okay, you know what? I can get this game pass service and No Man's Sky is on there. And you know, it's got all this content now. Maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah. But I think that, like, even even with all the content that they added in, people might look at No Man's Sky knowing what they know about it and say, you know what, it's probably still not worth seventy dollars. Yeah, that's my only fear. Yeah, I mean, if it, it depends what it comes out. If it comes out at like twenty bucks, it might be worth it. If it comes out at uh, seventy nine ninety nine, I don't. Yeah, it, it, people have yeah. already been burned once. They might be willing to jump in at a low price, but they won't be willing to jump in at a full price, especially because it's, but it's then again, sale, still... it didn't Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no. I mean, um, like then again, we still don't really know what this this next update is gonna be. Yeah. So, like, it could add something substantial enough that people might go like, "Holy cow!" Like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to get behind this now. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, right now. It's just called. It's apparently going to be the biggest update yet, having more than anything else has been seen in the game. So it's supposed to be the biggest, and that's that's saying something because Atlas Rises like did add a lot, yeah. like. So hopefully, um, I mean, it's hopefully, yeah, it's it's good. We we see that he's still very committed to that original vision that he had. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's good. And and it's good on them too. Like you know, just just trying to like they're still like you know, um, because this what like yeah like this is it's it's been almost two years yeah. since this game came out, and the fact that they're still trying to do right by everyone mm-hmm. who like they wanted to give this game too. Like it, it really says something about their, uh, like their commitment to their audience. Mm. This is very true. I mean, I really, and none of it's been no, it's paid been, DLC. I mean, I think the fact is if they try to release a paid DLC with everyone still angry at the game, people will get oh, yeah. upset. So I'm sure some of these packs were originally planned to be paid DLC and they just can, they've been making them free because they worry that you, you start charging for the stuff that people expected when the game launched, people will get ex- upset, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I, I can think of like a couple publishers who would burn their audience <laughs> and still charged for money for their DLC. Didn't, didn't EA do the DLC for the DLC pack for the Sims? Oh, yeah. yeah. For the Sims 4. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's, that's a step. So I, I don't want to name names, but I'm just <laughs> like, Well, here we it is, Brendan Fry naming you know. names and. <laughs> Who would have burned the audience and then been like, oh, yeah, here, you you, you can buy the way to fix yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. So that's cool. Uh, just Jurassic Park Evolution. They just got a new trailer and a release date. Uh, the trailer is showing off some pretty uh, beautiful looking gameplay. We're, we're getting a chance to see how, like, well, we know this is going to be a, a park simulator uh, similar to, like, uh, Zoo Tycoon. And, and, and it can't and, come soon enough. And it can't come. Oh man! Just, you know what? Like Forget it. Who cares? Jeff Goldblum. That's all I need. I need Jeff Goldblum telling me how to run my life, and that's great. I'm fine with this. And give you a really bad idea of what chaos theory is. And and telling me that life does find, find a way. way. Yeah. It finds a way. way. Um, so we we know that this is going to be set to release in June on the 22nd. So I then it's not very long. so I'll, soon. I'll, soon I'll have I mean, Jeff my very own. Jeff Goldblum guiding me through my life. Your very own Jeff Goldblum? My Je- I mean, very own Jeff Goldblum guiding me through my That's just all we need. We just need, like, Jeff Goldblum simulator. That's all I need, really. That's all I need. Jeff Goldblum tycoon. Yeah, that's what they should have done. You know what? Forget it. Forget Jurassic Park World. They should have just done a Jeff Goldblum simula- simulator who or, like, personal assistant. Oh, my gosh. Google. or Google and Amazon, I have a mission for you. Get... Jeff Goldblum to voice Alexa and Google Home. You can compete for this. Whoever has it, I swear it's a million dollar idea. It's yours I, I for free, feel guys. Like they did that. Oh, I did feel, they? I feel, I feel like it's a thing they should have done already. Well, they did that with like Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman and other people. No, and like, didn't yeah. they do that as the um, Super Bowl ad where they had all these celebrities and Jeff Goldblum was one of them? Wasn't that just an ad though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, no, I no. <laughs> I want it for real. I don't want. I don't want this nonsense ad nonsense. So See, I thought for a second when you said, uh, I, for when you said um, Jeff Goldblum like personal assistant, I thought you meant like you wanted a game where you were Jeff Goldblum's no, no, personal no, no, assistant. No, no, no. I want him to be mine. I feel like that would, that would be cool too. I, I would be his personal assistant. No, I wouldn't. I'm I'm afraid. I I wonder what kind of oh that would be interesting. But anyway, I'm sure he's I'm a, sure he's a great guy. I've heard, I've heard he's very nice. Um, he seems nice in interviews. That's all I know. Okay, moving on. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age got its uh, f- is making its way to North American consoles on September fourth of this year, and cool. that's cool. Yeah. Ooh. So this is uh, the f- well, it's already been released in Japan. I think it was released earlier this year in uh, 
earlier last year. Okay. Um, so it's been out. And they're kind of, with this one, they're trying to grow their Western audience. Now, we've already seen this from Capcom this year with Monster Hunter World. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to be doing in terms of, like, Capcom really, when they went and did Monster Hunter World, they really investigated the Amer- the North American audience to see what play styles and gameplay thing gameplay items that they're going to be putting in their game to that would really captivate this audience and i'm very curious to see how dragon quest um is going to do this and for the first they've also announced that they're delaying it for switch and i don't think they're going to be getting a 3ds uh release for this which is the first time in a really long time um so yeah that should be it should be very interesting uh yeah i mean i feel like See, part of the thing that 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 uh, makes me like, you know, uh, just like kind of laugh at the whole idea of like how much research Capcom had to do to like bring Dragon Quest or like a like a sort of a, a streamlined Dragon Quest or sorry, I keep saying Dragon Quest because I'm looking at pictures <laughs> of Dragon Quest right now. Um, Monster yes. Hunter to the West when literally all they had to do was just like Google do people play Monster Hunter? <laughs> and they would have just said yes. Because um, there has been a huge demand for Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like, like big, like a lot more, a lot more Monster Hunter content. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, but no, it's, it's it. always been a very niche audience, right? Whereas this this version of Monster Hunter, it feels, it's really, it is made for the fans from what I understand. and But it's also approachable enough for people who are not used to the genre and not in love with the series to like to play. Like I, I, I know... Very many people who were who'd not played Monster Hunter before this, uh, who have no problem just jumping into it, just because of the way that it's set up and how familiar it is in terms of uh, many of the other uh, open world and st- this particular gameplay style of play. So I'm very curious yeah. to see um, if Dragon Quest XI will be able to maintain, like, amp it up enough so that it, it will be a uh, more approachable for a North American audience as we've seen them try to do this in the past. And I'm a little bit wondering about how this might work. Cause I would, I would argue that um, like the things that make uh, Dragon Quest world so like approachable and so sort of, that's okay. (laughs) I was, Uh, it's it's stuck in my head now. I just, I'm going to keep saying it. It felt natural right there. Monster yeah. Hunter world so approachable and like and easy to get into and like and like you know to to reuse the words like streamlined are not necessarily things that like would need to be uh like considered for a wider audience it's just sort of things that like from a gameplay perspective just would have made the game a better experience because like in previous Monster Hunter games um a lot of what you do in world was still there, but they were just like delegated to, um, you know, these like weird sub quests. So like, rather than just being able to go out on, on an expedition and just open up your map and go to a place, you had to like select a specific quest about gathering where you like got like an hour to just run around and collect stuff. And then once you were done, you were done. Like, and then like, even like upping your hunter rank, you know, um, every time you ranked up, you got like like 15 different quests and only like three of them were needed to progress to the next mm. hunter rank. So it was like kind of just like this weird cryptic stuff that like Monster Hunter World did the very smart thing 
then not necessarily just for, for like players, but from a from a, a purely like gameplay perspective of tying it to like story quests and like actually opening up more of the game as you as you progress through the story like naturally. Um, and so like thinking about Dragon Quest, like Dragon Quest is still one of those few like holdouts of like very old school RPG. Mm. Um, so I wonder if like like bringing it to the west and trying to make it a lot more approachable for a wider audience isn't necessarily well let's let's look at all these things that people want and try to make a big amalgam game that like uh pleases everyone or pleases like a wider audience and more or less like let's let's like let's you know tighten up these mechanics that rpg fans and newcomers alike can enjoy and it becomes just a bit more approachable from the just from the very fact that you've made a a, a tighter more cohesive yeah. game i don't know well we'll see we'll have to see i mean i'm looking i'm looking back and I i'm trying to remember will. the last time we've seen a dragon quest title on uh xbox or playstation i'm fine i'm seeing Gra- dragon quest heroes 2 was the last time yeah I think I don't think because uh, um, I think the last Dragon Quest that I know about, um, well, like because what would have been I guess would yeah, have been 10, and that came out uh, and that came out for PS4. And I think only PS4. I think you're, maybe I think Steam. you're right. Let's find out. Um, but then again, that's a that's a whole thing too because like like I said, it's a very um, actually it came out for everything. Um, it came out for Wii, Wii U, Windows, yeah. Android, PS4. Windows. It came out for the Switch. Really? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah, everything. That was ten. Um, so I'm wondering. Did it come out for the Switch, or isn't getting, it getting, getting a Switch, a Switch release, release eventually? eventually. But, yeah, um, and that's but that's the thing, like. Um, and I, I don't know I don't know how to square that just because like it's I don't think it's a secret that like RPGs have never really done well on the Xbox because it's just not the, like yeah. the majority uh, of players who have an Xbox just aren't really um, RPG fans. It's exactly why you didn't really see a lot of RPGs going to the 360, but there were a ton yeah. on the PlayStation. Um, there there were a few on the 360. Oh, I mean, uh, the original Nier came out. Yeah. The original yeah. Nier was uh, playable on, on Xbox. Um, and there was a... Yeah, and that exactly. That's, that's the thing. It is a very different audience that plays Xbox, but, I'm, but it, as, as things have changed, the audience... M- like we we are experiencing a, a difference in in uh, the the things that people are playing. There is like a different demographic. demographic playing than there was like when a lot of these RPGs tried to go over the first time. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I don't. Is this? I'm I'm really. If they if this is the thing where they want like if their mandate is to bring this over to the West, I don't think it's going to be enough just to simply bring it to PlayStation and Xbox. I think there's going to have to be a lot more that they do with it. And like you were saying, uh, with the kind of research that Capcom had put into it. So we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they could very easily do something like the way Final Fantasy 15 did. Because like 15 was was still very like at its core, it was very JRPG. But it kind of had this like Western RPG Mm -hmm. feel to it with like with the open world and questing and all that like different systems in place. So you can do something like that, and I'm sure people yeah. would enjoy it. So, all 
right, well, we'll see in September what happens. So, cool. All right, next yeah. up, we have the uh, Video Game Hall of Fame just announced 14, uh, sorry, 14, I mean 12 finalists for uh, the 2018 year to be part of the, to become part of the Hall of Fame. So, some of our finalists include Asteroids, Call of Duty, Dance Dance Revolution, which better get in or I'm going to cry, Final Fantasy VII, Half-Life, John Madden Football, King's Quest, Minecraft, Miss Pac-Man, Space War with an exclamation mark, and Tomb Raider. Yeah, I mean, I agree with most yeah. of those games. Like, I like, yeah, Asteroids totally is a classic, so. but I kind of feel like if Pong is already yeah. in the the Hall of Fame, then Asteroids is kind of just like. Um, and there's space no invaders. I'm looking at the list. So <laughs> that's what I mean. Like in you, terms you of in terms of franchises there, that no. are already part of the Hall of Fame, we've got Donkey Kong, we've got Doom, we've got Grand Theft Auto Three, uh, Halo Combat Evolved, The Legend of Zelda, Oregon yeah. Trail, Pac Man, Pokemon Red and Green, Pong, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Street Fighter Two, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and World of Warcraft. Yeah, so, I agree with all those. Those like are already there. I, I don't agree with Oregon Trail. I don't think oh, it's that good. Oh, come on. Good. It's it's ubiquitous to everyone's Yeah, game. but I feel like it's more like meme no, status it's, good it's than an, it is like a actually good, good game. game. It really was. Well, yeah. That and the reason I mean, why it, it's... It, is, it isn't no... What was that game? Uh, Trucking Canada? What was it? Um, cross Country Canada. It's not... No Cross Country Canada, that's for sure. Um, and what was the other one? The, the Cabot's Trail game. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, that was another... But anyway, the thing is... It's it because Oregon Trail makes sense because it's so ubiquitous. Like every one of us played it at school. Yeah. Like you when you got your computer time in the eighties, like that was the game that you played. So I mean, that makes sense. But anyway, yeah. So if you're interested in voting, there is a player's choice ballot and three of those high the, the highest rating um finalists that uh, in the player's choice will be uh brought into the uh Final judging, I suppose, for the Hall of Fame. So you can go to um, the World Video Game Hall of Fame dot org and you can vote there if you want. Vote for DDR multiple times because I know I will. You can vote once a day. I'll vote for Final what? Fantasy VII. Let's not all vote for Final Fantasy VII. We all know six is superior. Seven just did a lot of what six was doing in 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 okay. But you also have to think about think about the remember. To be considered to be part of a Hall of Fame, you also have to think about the fan base, right? Yeah. And for a lot of people, Final Fantasy VII was their first big foray into the world of Final Fantasy's newest generation. And it was a very successful title, mostly because it was so, it was approachable. It had an, in, a, a relatable enough, relatable enough. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was an angsty teenager like everyone else when we played Final Fantasy VII, so it spoke yeah. to us in the same way that, like, Nightmare I mean, Before Christmas did. So I get it, but six is better. But regardless, I mean, that, but that's that's why it would be on there over six. Like, I mean, the, I, I, and I, I'm with you. Six is my favorite over seven. So, I mean, but you got to recognize that seven was a very important title for the franchise, right? So that makes sense why it's on the list. Anyway, Hall of Fame. Let's see who wins. That'll be cool. We'll know uh, the winners will be announced, I think, May 30th. And so that's cool. All right, Konami news. You ready? More Konami news. Guess what? Guess what? Hooray. It's really exciting. 
Konami just filed a patent for a Silent Hill-related gambling arcade machine. Yay. Next story. No, no, no. It's not, it doesn't say officially pachinko, but we know. We know it's going no, to be a pachinko. It's, it's, it also cares, be a slots. So. What's Apache slots? It's, it's like pachinko, but different. That, that did not it. You, don't you? Oh, yeah. You, you like stop the slots as they pachinko. move. So, <laughs> the differences between pachinko and patchy slots. But my concept is it's kind of like a reverse pachinko. So, you shoot the, yeah. the balls thought, come down and you like, stop them? Yes. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's happening. Moving right along. Um, so, on this one, moving right along, we've got. Uh, where am I? I lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. Uh, Far Cry. Oh, so the uh, director uh, on Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon, and uh, who's also worked on a number of the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise and Splinter Cell, and Splinter Cell, and Far Cry, the Far Cry series, is leaving Ubisoft. Um, yeah, it's, it is a bummer. a bummer. So Dean Evans, who's been with the uh, with Ubisoft for about 12 years and worked on all of those franchise um, has had a bit of a year. Um, he's had some personal upheaval and uh, he, an upcoming project he had with Ubisoft was recently canceled and they offered him a, a leadership position uh, in, on, in the Paris team. And he ended up turning that down um, to kind of pursue something else in his own field. Um, now I, I understand that. I mean, like uh, after being there for 12 years and then having to get up and move and you've established like at, at, when you get to the point where you are high enough in the food chain in any kind of industry, you've been there for quite some time. It's hard to kind of pick up and like transfer that way. So I get that. Um, but he's been yeah, he's happy. He's planning on doing some world traveling and maybe creating his own game studio. So that's kind of neat. Cool. Yeah, so good good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, we loved your games, and we can't wait to see what you're doing in the future. All right, ready for some entertainment news? Yeah, I Ready am. to go? Okay, Westworld 2, uh, Season 2 just got its new trailer. Did you get a chance to look at it? I did. Did you look at it, Jordan? I haven't watched Westworld oh Season 1 gosh. yet, so no spoilers. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't spoil anything other than... I know, okay. I'm sleeping on robots. it. Yeah, the robots. Yeah. It's, it's looking cowboys, like, okay, turn off your head. Samurais. And Samurai's. No, oh, that's Hopkins. the cool thing. So at the end of the trailer, we don't see Anthony Hopkins, but we do hear his voice. I'm pretty he's sure a he's a robot. I'm pretty sure all of us think he's a robot. That's it. That's it. Everyone's open. a robot. You don't need to watch it because now you know what's happening. Robot, robot horses. Horses. Yeah. Um. It seems like uh, it seems like the uh, events of last season are coming to have come to a head, and we're moving forward with a little less of the. Uh, paradise that was utopia that was created and all the dark underbelly is now revealing all the consequences um we see a we see a return of a lot of our favorite characters um and that's i don't know it's gonna be good it it should be good yeah it should be good it is a really good cast in the show it's clear the budget is all on display in this trailer absolutely like they spent a lot of money on this show Mm -hmm. it's gonna be great I'm looking forward to it. I didn't like it when I first started watching it. I wasn't even paying attention to it, but towards the end of the season, I really, really got myself into it. So that's cool. But it's a good twist. I mean, they were pretty yeah, obvious twists, but yes. there were some good twists. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's like that and like Black Mirror I've really slept on. Everyone's always yeah. talking about how great these things Black are. Mirror. And I'm just like, you know, okay, I'll, so I'll get I've, around I've to sat, it. I've sat and thought about Black yeah. Mirror for a little while. And I haven't decided if I love it or if I don't love it. And I don't. If I, if I love, love it, it or really. if I really No, this, I, you it. know what? It was this season that just sort of clenched it for me. It felt a it little felt bit. Rushed. It felt rushed. Yeah, for sure. But it also felt a little bit. The, 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 um, the glamour had worn off of it. I feel like there was a lot of the, the twists and turns didn't feel that effect as effective as they did in the previous seasons. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe the time has passed for that for me personally, huh. but uh, I'm still going to watch next season. So Does it have, what, like, yeah. Do you think, uh, it would like have been, uh, better for you, I guess, if, it was like more uh, no, no I like I I really do like the um the uh serial kind of like just one offs yeah one off like, like that thing. way of shooting a show um I I don't there's so I'm I'm tired of watching a through line every single time I mean I like through lines but I think Black Mirror works with that yeah. one mm-hmm. if it needs to be a two hour episode it's a two hour episode if it needs to be an hour and a half yeah an hour and a half it is the length it needs to be sometimes they're small movies. Sometimes the TV episodes, and I think that really works what they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I wanted mm-hmm. so much when uh, just going back to the whole through line idea. I because I was so, I mean, when Star Trek Discovery came out, and every episode was a through, there was a through line. I like Discovery. I did not like the fact that it was not, I, I like just a just one episode and one offs every episode kind of thing, and just following that way. I didn't. I don't want to have to watch every yeah, like single every... episode in order all the time. Sometimes I just want to be able to pick up a show and be able to check out like one episode per time for time. So I don't think that's what it is. I just think it's a, mm-hmm. it was so shocking in the first few seasons that it's kind of almost numbed me to what was coming up. But I yeah, I, I still love it. I mean, I highly recommend it. I think it's still great. It's just not a, I, I'm, I, I'm just, yeah. yeah, but Westworld's going to be cool. Looks like the trailer is really neat. So, next up on more movie news, um, Marvel has begun filming uh, the uh, filming Cap- Captain Marvel, Marvel starring Brie Larson, and they started filming it uh, earlier this week. So that's gonna be cool. Uh, sure. They, I, mean, I mean, haven't they already shown off numerous scenes of like the costume and numerous other things? They have. They shown off the costume. Now they're actually showing. They tweeted this week. They tweeted out um, some uh, set set scene where uh, they had. Captain Marvel. They had Brie Larson actually receiving instructions from Brigadier Gen- uh, General uh, Jean. No, oh, I'm going to bot- butcher this name. Janine Gianni, uh, uh, Gianni Levitt, leave it. Uh, anyway, who of the Air Force? Yeah, you I'm need just, to leave it. I'm not going to. I'm going <laughs> to stop trying to pronounce your name. Stop but anyway, trying. someone from the Air Force, um, uh, actually helping her research her character. So that's kind of neat. Um, that we're going to seeing more and more progress on that there's no i saw a pretty pretty funny little like meme today while i was browsing on reddit and it was uh it was like never forget where captain marvel and captain america came from and it was both uh chris evans and, and bria larson's like characters <laughs> from scott pilgrim versus the world which i thought was really funny <laughs> yeah that, that is apparently that was that enjoyable, was enjoyable only to all me. right <laughs> moving right along (laughs) uh last thing so donald glover backed out of the deadpool anime series and it was canceled the project's done 
I thought I th- I don't I thought Hold he on. was he didn't back out of it. He no, no, no. like they That's, they, they did cancel it. it. Be- after they said after they said he backed out, which is totally not what they happened. They said he backed out because of his schedule. Yeah, they said he backed out because it was scheduled and then they canceled it and that exactly yeah, and then he, he was tweet, like, no, like just a few days after the story broke, he tweeted out and Donald Lover is amazing for like deleting his tweets too. So like the second it's up, the second it's gone. Um, that he was not too busy, and he actually produced a 15-page script that was pretty. Yeah, yeah that was like trolling so, them for that's really canceling amazing it. Amazing on Donald Glover. Also, I really think he might be too busy because looking at the amount of projects that guy has going on at any one time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How does he sleep? Well, right now, hold on. What's he working on right now? He's work. He's working on uh, Atlanta. He's working on Solo, a Star Wars movie. He's. Yeah. Well, he's um, done that. That's done. Yeah, he's I mean, done that. Um, he's in the live action version of Disney's Lion King, uh, and there's he's got his. Doesn't he have his own like another I like? Think new so show I think he's got a new new show, too? and I know he's and got he's his childish Gambino. Right? Yeah, he's childish Bambino. So he's got his demanding uh, musical career to go after, but that's a shame. But also, I it, I I feel like. I feel like I didn't hear enough about this animated series before it got announced that it was canceled. Am I the only one here? I heard about it, but I didn't hear much. Yeah, there was. I heard nothing about it. This was like yeah. my my discovery of this That's was right. hearing I heard the it plug got pulled I heard on it. it. Yeah, all I, heard. I, don't I think it. Phil did bring it up at one point during yeah. a podcast. So that's interesting. Um, and last but not least. Um, and you, if you want more details about what we're going to be talking about right now, you can go see it. Uh, and anything else we've talked about, you can go check it out on cgmagonline.com. All the full details of these stories outside of just our, our thoughts on it uh, are up there. But uh, congratulations to uh, the, Unor- U- the New York Excelsior, who uh, defeated the Philadelphia Fusion on Sunday to capture the Overwatch League Stage 2 Championships and a 100,000 USD. Good for you. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, Ooh. from what I understand, they had a pretty good uh, run of it, and they came back from a two nothing deficit, which was kind of cool. You know, I, I have to say one thing about the Overwatch League. I love the fact that it has jerseys. I love the fact that there's a team per each city, even if most of the people in those teams for those cities have never lived in those cities before this game. Right. Um, this is the most. This this esport is like and. And I'm, I'm sort of jumping at it. I'm only getting a peripheral view of a lot of esports and just where I'm coming from. But like, this is the one that feels most like a sport to me mm-hmm. in terms of like the way the fans react and, and the way it like there, it, it, it builds the same kind of com- com- uh, camaraderie that a lot of the, uh, that, that you get from like a, like actual, like a actual sport, like well, I get not. Okay. Hold on. That's the wrong that word. <laughs> not the right word, but I mean like a sport like football or ba- basketball or things like that. It's really good to see that happening in esports because it's, be, it brings a lot more um, visible validation. Yeah, exactly. It, it, well, it, it brings, it makes, it lets the mainstream see that this is just as important as a spectator, yeah. as a spectator's yeah. thing, you know? Well, I have to- well it's like, it's, Funny enough that you should mention that because um, 
over the weekend uh, or last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, my dad's birthday and, and I was sitting and talking with him for a little while. And he was saying the exact same thing to me that like he was like watching the news and it was sort of because of the whole like Ninja mm-hmm. and uh, Drake thing on Fortnite that he like started seeing all this like mainstream news coverage for like esports and how big it is and how like and he literally said the exact same thing you just said, Lise, like that, like, like how how he never had he had no idea that it was like taken this seriously and there were like actual like teams with like training yeah. regimens and like you know uh like 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 um what was it like a new like nutritional regimens and like fans and jerseys and all this different and stuff like it, it is a legitimate about sport. time honestly mm. like i mean it, 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 oh, yeah, it, it is it is like these they are like gaming athletes in terms of things like exactly. think about the reflex level you have to have to, and can, the skill level i can say right now i've been playing games for the last 30 years or something like that and i cannot compete with these players these I, players are fantastic they put a lot oh, yeah. of true training into their work so as, as much of yeah i mean we're, we're talking with the uh the you know, 2017 Pokemon <laughs> Tournament DX champion here, but you know, I, I didn't, I didn't clinch that victory by any means. You know, I had to really uh, knuckle down, and, and I think you know the virtue that n- no one else had actually even <laughs> played the game helped was- me out a lot. But you know, I'm a champion in my own right, but even I'm like not like even like this god tier no, exactly. level champion. Now be excited to see what like these guys are. These uh, already <laughs> long established esports. Well, what, what this will mean for them in in terms of the mainstream audience, like to see Dota championships, yeah. this mainstream publicized. I, I know StarCraft is already getting there. Mm. It's not at this level yet. StarCraft is big. Was well, Dota still like, popular? I, I, yeah. I don't see StarCraft ever becoming huge here. I do, I Overwatch is special because Overwatch has that kind of fun family vibe. To yeah. it but Street, this could definitely work for Street Fighter. Like we could make Street Fighter happen, like like with the same oh, kind of push yeah. and the same kind of like accessibility. I, I see, it's so fun to watch. I don't ever see leagues in Street Fighter. The fact no, but you the, wouldn't the, cheer the league. Sorry, the, go on. The fact that a, a team based thing in Overwatch, mm-hmm. a team of people you can follow. They all wear the same jerseys. They all have this kind of that. They all have this fun demeanor to them, and that's what's making this game work so well. For yeah. Starcraft and. Street Fighter have a very uh, solitary like atmosphere, and that makes it a lot less easy for the average person to get involved with it. Yeah, it's it's easy to cheer on a team; it's hard to cheer on a person, especially for someone that doesn't know the minutiae of the game. Well, that's good advice for any uh, developers who are looking to create another. We totally need more te- uh, team team based multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer. Yes. There you go. There you- PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I PUBG like team. Yeah. yeah. Bring back Team Fortress, guys. Yeah, I, I, Team Fortress esports. No. Uh, what I do have to say is I really want to be a Toronto team so I can wear a jersey and not feel like I'm posing for some other city. <laughs> so I'm like, those jerseys are kind of cool, but I can't buy them because they're not Toronto or Canada-based. Yeah. Like the Shanghai um, Dragons, good logo. Or like the the uh, even the one we're talking about. They have a good logo jersey. The NXL? Yeah. Yeah. 
They, have, they do. They, they have good jerseys. The jerseys look really cool. And I'm like, I want those jerseys, but I have no connections to the teams whatsoever. But anyway, if you do have connections to the team and you're really interested to keep up to date with uh, the latest in the league. Uh, or and want to send us jerseys. Or want to send us jerseys. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can check out the six-pack uh, updated every Wednesday on uh, CG Magazine to get all the latest uh, blow-by-blow of what's been going on in the league during that time. All right. Okay, anything else you guys want to talk about before we go to break? No, I'm good. good. Um, the uh, the Switch surpassed 4 million wow, units sold in Japan. That's pretty big. The Switch is already doing well. This is not that's pretty yeah, good. But again, <laughs> that's... Yeah, but I mean, it's continuing it. to do well. And that makes me third happy. third parties that as well. That's a lesson for Nintendo in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a lesson for Nintendo presently, well, I mean, but it would have been you know, a lesson for them in the past. Wants to work <laughs> with the and Wii, have to make sure they support a console. They have to make sure the console gets third-party support. That's how the Dreamcast died. That's how the Wii died. Oh, yeah. That's how the Wii U died. As soon as you lose that third-party support, and it's just you supporting it or shovelware. That's when a console dies. Yeah. There was a general lack of interest and in understanding too in a, in what the console is like. The Switch is like, you know, the Switch is doing really well to be like marketed as this like hip console for hip people, and it just like it's uh, it's it's just its versatility. Like, I think that makes it very desirable as well. But it's just it's just interesting that it you know uh, for like for was it uh, this this week or mm-hmm. um, the week of March nineteenth. It moved another fifty-two thousand units, so it's just like yeah. it's another milestone, I think, for the uh, for the switch itself. And it's just good to see that the the, the steam has not no, you're right. like yeah. begin to falter on thing, this too. console. It's a good thing. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go take a break. Oh, and yeah. We can hear from our sponsors, and when we come back. We're gonna talk some game reviews. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. All right, we'll move. All right, we'll be right back. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next comic bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG, all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next comic bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next comic bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. All right, and thanks again to our sponsors uh, for helping us make this podcast go. All right, games. Jordan, Uh, what'd you play this week? I haven't really played anything uh, new. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter World, and that's... Oh, That's we totally need to hear more about that. Because we didn't talk about that no, for the last three know, podcasts. How can you stop talking about it? It's so great. Um, What's your but aim? aside from that, I have 
like what's that? What's your oh, my rank? rank? Uh, it's uh, hunter rank, rank nine. Uh, I'm not super. I'm not. I'm. I've been busting as much as I can to start getting my rank up because I really do want to go fight the devil, Joe. Uh, but I just. Uh, I also. I, I kind of recently started uh, experimenting with the long katana, which I'm really enjoying. I'm gonna try that one out. I think I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of my uh, dual blades. I'm lying. I'm it never tired draw. of these I things. Still I just want to the charge blade. Hunter. It's still my weapon of choice. But I mean, like when I started playing Monster Hunter um, on the 3DS, like I started with the uh, with the long katana, and it, and it wasn't nearly as cool as it is in this game. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, cool. All right, talk about. Let's yeah, talk so about uh, aside Hunter. from that, I uh, <laughs> I recently picked up um, Darkest Dungeon and flint hook on the nintendo switch and i really really enjoyed them um i mean i had heard a lot of really good things about darkest dungeon to begin with and uh, i was very excited to finally give it a try uh because you know luckily i I picked it up on sale on the uh the nintendo switch and um like the first thing that actually kind of like struck me as uh like really interesting was was how much they built it to uh, like support the like the switch in its tablet mode like i tried playing it at first mm-hmm. on um the console and like in like controller mode and like navigating the menus was a real chore and i think um i'm not sure if it was jed who actually reviewed it for for us but i think he said something along the same lines or or there was a review i read that said something along the same lines and i like i didn't really like fully believe it um, but oh yeah, no, it is a chore and a half. But when you actually play it in the handheld mode, like it's really optimized for like touchscreen controls and like navigating like characters and attack menus are really seamless and easy on the on the tablet. That was kind of interesting, and mm-hmm. it's just like the whole thing is like a very um, Lovecraftian esque kind of game. Like you, you know, it's a small group of adventurers who go to explore this dungeon where they find all kind of eldritch horrors. And one of the big things that the game plays up is like this, like stress that your characters endure upon battling these monsters and, and going through these like horrible adventures. So uh, if their stress meter gets up too high, they will start to bug out during combat. So, or not always, sometimes some people oh, like yeah. they rally under the strength and they get like big, like, bonuses but a lot of the time like nine times out of ten you just have these characters who are just going mad and it starts bringing the whole uh team down because once one person starts like getting stressed out and and going insane they start like barking like a madman and it starts bringing like stressing out the rest of the team uh and so it's just Mm -hmm. it's just pure downhill from there and i gotta say if that was their whole like gambit was make like like to 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 play on the stress of combat they nailed it because just participating in the combat is extremely stressful <laughs> and i hate it but yeah. i love it mm-hmm. at the same time and then switching <laughs> gears I didn't get you got some... how is it how is the game oh it's great it, it plays perfect like perfectly fine like it's a very small um not like small scale uh but like um like it doesn't require a lot very, no, I mean, I'm, I remember the graphics for this originally when I was on PC, and it's I, I it's oh, a great it's beautiful. title. Of it's it's all very like very yeah. like um like animated kind of like uh, you know almost like a like a like a comic book, not like in the, in the style that like in the sense mm-hmm. that there's like uh, like like panels and stuff, but just the way the characters look and everything. It's all it almost looks like all like hand drawn. Yeah. 
and yeah, it doesn't yeah. depend a lot. There's not a lot it's of like animation. There's not a lot of moving parts, but it like just from a pure like style perspective, they did so much with it that it looks like great, and it runs great. Like it's yeah. it's a great game to just like take with you on the go. Like, um, you know, it's it's. I think which which I think works really well because it is such a stressful thing that you would need to put it down every now and again. So it's like sort of like picking it up for like you know twenty minutes, putting it down again, picking it back up. Like it's it's kind of uh, it works in its favor. I don't know if that's exactly like the best way to play it because a lot of um, like quests do require you to kind of like go through dungeons and areas for a, like a prolonged period of time, but uh, it definitely works really well. And then yeah. uh, Flint Hook is just amazing. Like it's it's so much fun. It's so interesting. It's like mm-hmm. kind of this like procedurally generated um, Metroid meets like very fast paced uh, like action combat. Like you go in, you're like a little ghost pirate who. Um, it's oh so my adorable. god! And like the theme song is so great. I every time I start the game up, I wait for like the first like twenty seconds of the game and just let it play out. And yeah, like mm. I couldn't believe how fun it is. And like with with um, the way that they give you like all th- like uh, like three mechanics right away. So just like you have like, you know, you're sort of like your basic run and gun. But then also you have like a grappling hook that lets you like sort of like dart around uh, the like certain parts of the map. If there are little like hooks to grab onto as well as a, a, a time slowdown mechanic. So like you have this like really fast paced. Uh, combat where you're sort of bouncing around different areas and like and navigating around enemies but then you also get like a like a few seconds to sort of slow things down and kind of like just like really uh precisely navigate where you're going and it works so well and it's like it's so stylish like the you know uh, you know you guys know i'm a big i'm a sucker for uh like pixel art stuff But just, like, the level of detail. Like, I was seeing little things where they were, like, they were, um, like, little, like, um, pools of, like, acid and stuff. And the way that they animate, like, these little, like, little, like, waves of steam that, like, turn into little Mm -hmm. skulls. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just such little minute details. Like, everything just feels alive and, like, it all, like, works together so well. Plus, it's just, like, it's this weird, like, space pirates with, like, these weird little characters running around. Like, it's a really great one. And, again, like, it works so well on the Switch because it doesn't feel like it's a very big game. Um, despite mm-hmm. the fact that, like, some of the levels get huge. But it feels like the kind of game that would have existed on, like, the Game Boy Advance or something. Like, it, it, it feels to me as big and as alive as, like, Metroid Fusion did. Okay. And it's, That's oh, really yeah. cool. And then when you throw it up on the big screen, it's, like, even better. Like, it's just, there's no taking it down. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I had a blast. <laughs> That's all I've been nice. playing. I've just been playing old cool. games. <laughs> Okay, then you'd probably like what I'm playing. Um, so I'm playing Octahedron, because that just recently came out uh, for PC and um, PlayStation. I think Xbox as well. Um, I think it's, I, I don't I don't quote me on Switch. I'm not entirely sure about think, that. But anyway, I actually I so think because I was I was tooling around the uh, the eShop and I could have swore I saw that on the Switch. I think it is out. It might have been. It's amazing. Okay, so first off, it's another it's a great little puzzle platformer with very like disco club neon kind of aesthetic to it and you're this person who has been i guess absorbed by 
the magical octahedron and you must survive this tower of things and ascend collect pieces of the octahedron to create a bigger octahedron i really don't know what the story is i'm not even gonna lie there's like this one cutscene in the beginning and you're just sort of walking around and this octahedron appears and then all of a sudden you have an octahedron like disco ball for a head and then you have to climb so anyway the way the mechanic works in this game is you get this platform that you start with and the plot you can create platforms that your platform a certain number of times that will move um and you have to survive certain different obstacles throughout the game um get to different places and just climb this tower to reach the ex- each exit to advance and progress forward uh the more as you advance your platform also gets uh certain abilities that will help you get through some of these like extremely challenging uh, obstacles like you'll have many lots of things are tra- basically the further you go on the more things try to kill you and the more vol- like and the density of things that are trying to kill you increases as well um i also got very frustrated because as i'm getting older my <laughs> reflexes are getting slower and i do not have the reflexes for some of these things like i used to back in the day but honestly this was it was a frustratingly fun challenge the music is great it's really upbeat and very like clubby um it's a it's a knuckle it's a it's a white knuckle kind of game. I'm looking um, at it right because now. It's and it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Downwell. If you ever played that, oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, very much. Um, it's great. I, I really recommend it. Uh, I'm having it's such a fun too, time. Yeah. With it. It's super cheap. Uh, I think right now on Steam, I'm just I'm looking at the Steam thing just to look at prices. But um, the like it's on sale right now on Steam for like. 14 uh, the the bundles on sale sorry that's not true it's it's like 14 15 bucks on steam okay. canadian um the you can get the bundle with the soundtrack for like 20 bucks on sale oh, right that would now be amazing um and i'm playing it on playstation right now and i'm i'm loving it it looks so good on my play i mean it is like a pixel game but just like the brightness and the the whole thing on it playing on my there it's really fun i totally recommend it cool yeah love it cool yeah it's good so that's something new you could pick up it's super cheap so there oh, you go. I was wrong. It's apparently it's not on the Switch, and I don't know if it is coming to Switch. But again, like this, this it looks like it would just be like the perfect kind of game to have on the Switch. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a Switch game. Well, this has Switch. If all it's over a Square it. Enix thing, I wouldn't be surprised if it was heading to, if it headed to Switch it's at some weird. point. It's Square. Yep, it's a Square Enix game. That's super weird. Um, yes, but Square Enix um, holdings, okay. not like, like Square, like Enix, Square, Square Enix, Enix Japan or anything like that. Still, Square Enix is such um, a huge company. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's coming. It's not. It, it doesn't say anything about when it, if it's coming to Switch at all. Yeah, so. no. So we'll find more. I saw something that was like octahedron or something like of that nature on the eShop recently. I got to look hmm. go back and look at it again. Yeah. yeah. Then a uh-huh. bunch of weird like indie uh-huh. games. Um, I love indie games. Hit like the Switch Anybody. recently. The Switch cool. really is has made its own, it's come to its own on, within the. Oh game. yeah, who was it recently too that was saying um, they saw like a twenty, like they saw like their game sell twenty times better on uh, on Switch than it did on Steam. I don't know. The, look that up. I know it was. Um, yeah. Oh, who was it? It's gonna drive me crazy. I, I just... Was it Super Meat Boy? No, that was Xbox. No, it was. No. Um, who was it? It was the. Oh, it was. You know, it was the. Um, 
It was the team that made uh, what was it called? Um, this weird little uh, little like Zelda ish kind of game, and they sold it on Steam. It was on Steam. Blossom Tales. That's what it was, and it was on Steam okay. for like for like a while. I think it was like a year or two. And apparently, when they moved it over to this Switch, like I think like just like this year. Um, they saw like yeah like twenty times better sales on the Switch than they did on on Steam, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of indie developers are saying that too. Like when you try to go on Steam nowadays, like you just get buried by like crap because mm-hmm. the Steam the whole Steam Direct program is just a nightmare. But on on the Switch, you have like a, like so much more visibility, and there's so much more like like talk about it too like nintendo really is making such an effort to put eyes on indie games yeah anyway we got off topic this is good no it's cool i mean it's you know what and it's it's easy for them to do so now because the switch is such a perfect platform for so many indie games like it's of course they're going to put some focus on it and good on them finally yeah yeah so i I know i bang on a lot a lot about it but i think if the switch is capable of doing all the stuff that undertale was doing then yeah like there's so much potential for any developers to build like interesting and like out there games and and sell yeah. them on the switch absolutely that yeah. was my worry about bringing undertale the ps4 right like it does so much like weird like meta stuff that i was like there's no way like the like i could see that working on a pc but on, a, on something like the ps4 like really and now i know that the, the, the nintendo switch can do it so cool. there you go cool all right, guys. I think uh, that's all. Brendan, you don't have any games you want to talk no, about this time? No, I have not played anything this week. No. Uh, next week, I'll come back with all the games. Yeah, what are you going to play next for next I week? No idea. Every game. Find out. Have to wait Start every game. From, from the he's going to talk. Spoiler, he's going to talk about Diablo. I'm probably not. Yeah. No, probably not going to happen. The new season hasn't started yet, so well, you're you, not going to talk about Diablo. Did you see that? Uh, I think what is it? it's it's actually confirmed that uh, Diablo 3 is heading to the It's Switch. not been confirmed yet. Not been confirmed. I yet. thought is I saw there was like a listing on yeah. uh, on Activision Blizzard's yeah, website that, was, that says I like it's, that it's, confirmed it's, as well. Nope, not confirmed yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I mean, I don't need it for another console, and I'm pretty sure Brendan, you don't need it for another. Co- yeah, I think you have it for everything that's available. I could probably since, get like, it on another console. Oh, of course you would. According of course to you would. it says it might be coming to Switch. Yeah, that's not confirmed then. Okay, all right. Okay. I thought I must have read the same thing as like you did. I could have sworn right, guys, there was well, like let's... a listing for it though. Oh well. See, I did too. But you know what? I guess we were wrong, Jordan. I guess we so. were wrong. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. I mean. Anyway, let's let's wrap it up. No, let's do I it. think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, if you like what you hear or you want to know more about the things we talked about, please visit us at cgmagonline.com. You can like and subscribe to our podcast on Buns Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, or any of your other favorite podcast apps. You can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine. You can follow us at Instagram at CG Magazine. Or, sorry, at CG Mag Online. And I always mess that up, I think. And at Twitter at CG Mag Online. Guys, do you want to plug your Twitters? Brendan, what's your Twitter? Fred 26 And Jordan, what's your Twitter? I'm at NinjaJordan underscore. And I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's. Um, you can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube. Also, really cool videos. We have uh, some first 15 of Far Cry 5 right now uh, that Cole uploaded, which is great. And uh, a few other things, I think, that are coming. They're coming up. We've got we've got some neat stuff coming up, so you should check it out. Um, and we like also, and subscribe. We have some more videos coming up next week for some comparison Xbox One compared to PS4 videos. But you have to wait to find those out. 
Yeah. So like and subscribe so you can be notified when those do go up because they're going to be some neat stuff. Anyway, thanks again to Buns Podcast, Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento for sponsoring our podcast. And for everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. 